Ken, are you ready to talk about some Power Ranger stuff? Yes, I am always ready to talk about Power Ranger stuff. And I assume everybody who hit play on this podcast is ready too. So without further ado, I'm Rhino. I'm Ken. And we are the Podcast Rangers. Rangers. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. Ken, hello, and welcome to my house. Hey, it's good to be back. In person, across the table from each other, two vaccinated adults look lovingly into each other's eyes. Bio-boosted armor is what yes. I am. Um, yes, and uh, I, I feel like maybe it'll sound a little bit better now, too. Who knows? I'll probably mess that part up, but... Uh, um, Anyway, we're going to try and get a little more consistent about the episodes. I said that last time when we had an episode that aired November 12th, and another episode didn't air until December like 3rd. So <laughs> I am doing my best. Cut me some slack. Um, but we're happy for anybody that is out there that still listens, that deals with us or anything like that. And today, we are going to be talking about Power Rangers Dino Fury. We're finally doing uh, a season overview, highlights, all that sort of stuff. We just want to get into it. Um, we're going to talk about the whole first season, except for the very final episode of the season, which is not technically the season finale, because it's like a Christmas uh, holiday special called Secret Santa. Yeah, it seems like it takes place before the finale. Yeah, so we are going to leave that one out, because um, I want. I was waiting until essentially Christmas to watch it as a little gift for myself. And so um, also I think that maybe we'll do, maybe we can do like a separate little episode just about that one and about specials. Christmas specials in general. Yeah. Um, Cause those are always such a weird thing and why they've become such a staple of the show in the last 10 years is really beyond me. Um, but um, yeah. So let's just, let's get into it. Ken overall power Rangers, Dino Fury like it or not. I'm a fan. Uh, I, I think early on, we may have made the decision, I think, just based on aesthetics that it seemed like something we would like. Mm -hmm. uh, but I feel like more hits this season than misses. Uh, and I feel like I liked it more than some of Beast Morphers. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I was definitely a fan of Beast Morphers. There's no question about that. But... Uh, I I have definitely been uh I was a fan right away. We've already said that on the show of the premiere um the you know uh, the the first two episodes are kind of like they're actually it's like a running episode so it's like I don't want to be like it's part 1 and part 2 because it's not technically but also it sort of it feels that way. Yeah, it's it's much more closely tied into the prior episode where I think like in any of the prior seasons you don't get that, especially as the introduction to the the series. Yeah, um, but I I just I definitely and I know what's happened in years past is that series have started really strong and then they kind of falter. I actually feel like this one pretty stays that that tried and true. Like what it is in the first episode is what it is pretty consistently throughout the show. I kind of think I like the back half. Or at least, like, there's there's more hits or things that I'm a fan of in the back half than I was more so in the front. Well, I'm not going to lie. There was some ex uh, unexpected 
things that mm-hmm. came up later on that I'm really curious to see that where they're going with it. Um, but uh, first and foremost, I really do think that um, if you if you do want to watch it, this entire season is available on Netflix as of now. Um, and like we said, 22 episodes. And um, I think we should just kind of dive in. I know we have talked before. We really like the uh, the story. Like it essentially it, the overarching like the setup here is that there is this area um, called uh, Dino Henge, right? That has it's like these. It's a little on the nose. Yeah, dinosaurs statues that are just in the woods. That um, you know, uh, Ollie, the Blue Ranger's mother, or would be Blue Ranger's mother, is like kind of investigating. And then we have Amelia, who is our Pink Ranger, who is really works for this like Buzz. It's called Buzz Blast, but it's like it's supposed to be like BuzzFeed, a social media networking site mm. essentially and she is kind of in really into the paranormal they've kind of laid the groundwork for that and so she wants to investigate this as well and so her and ollie are there and that's when this guy void knight shows up and um they kind of all i forget how they how the two he like blew a hole in the in the top of the i don't know what it's called uh base Right. Mm. And that's how they kind of got yeah, in and they, they, got in. they like followed him yeah. in that way. And they and down there we meet um, Solon, who's our uh, like our not a I don't think a mentor. It's not really like a mentor. It's not like a Zordon thing, maybe closer to like an alpha. I feel like alpha, but maybe like an alpha plus, like a little bit more than an alpha, a little more like alpha was like the ranger. Like I've always felt like alpha was like a junior ranger whereas mm. like solon i feel like is a, a retired ranger sort of that sort of Someone like a scientist everything. yeah exactly um but definitely not a mentor because you know um she's they're like sidekick or whatever or yeah. something but i uh, i love the design of solon who is this like robo t-rex or dinosaur thing yeah not t-rex that's too big but... and like the mouth moves and it, yeah. like the animatronic Eyes move and everything yeah. yeah so not animatronic i mean like it's like a pseudomation sort of thing yeah. um but I, I was real worried when we first saw it that I was like, that's not going to move because there was a character in one of the prior seasons that was like their, um, their mentor that didn't move their mouth at all. So I, I was worried about the physicality of that, but it looks great. It looks I really I good. really do like when uh when there is mouth movement. Mm-hmm. I, I do sometimes struggle when villains are just pure all masked, and and mm-hmm. this season that is kind of the case yeah. more or less. Um, but uh, but it's you can tell all the footage is like I call it American footage, but it's it's made for the American show. Obviously, yeah. it's shot in New Zealand, but um. But yeah, so I, I I like that, and um, essentially there is a ranger in hibernation in the base, which is Zato, who was our Red Ranger, and he shows up, and then Ollie and Amelia uh, bond to the blue and pink Dino um, keys, and they become the, those rangers. And then later down the road, we meet um, Javi and Izzy, who are two uh, who are brother and sister, and they become the green and the black ranger, and then that's our team. And then later we get a gold ranger, who is essentially a surviving member of um, Zato's home planet of Rafcon. He has been like... Ion. Is Ion. Yeah, Ion is his name, and he is essentially was in the... Um, uh, like in the bottom of the ocean was a yeah, shipwreck. Was a stasis pod. Yeah, a stasis pod that didn't didn't quite make it Which all the is way. What they equate to like where Zato was, like uh, he was in a stasis pod or something too. Yeah, and so um, we, we definitely will talk about that. No, for sure. Yeah, and that's kind of the overall of how we get our six our six mm-hmm. rangers, and that that's kind of what the team is. 
six rangers and they're fighting void knight and there is this whole like sort of a mystery about we don't really know like what void knight is up to what i find really interesting so it's all about like void knight has a he's after stuff too he's looking for sporex beasts which are essentially these things that like destroyed rafcon yeah you know what they look like um do you remember that thing that wasn't gak but it was like clear like and it used to have the pieces in it yeah. no it wasn't foam it was something else it was like Flom was already out, but it was like post all that, but it came in that sort of container and everything. And I'm like, it looks exactly like this. Um, and Sporex essentially become, you know, become the Sporex beasts, which are the monsters of the season. But mm. uh, what's interesting is that neither one of them, they're both trying to get them because the Rangers are trying to stop them because they don't want them to be able to like take over the earth. But it's also like Void Knight isn't really in control of them. He just kind yeah. of finds them and then sets them af- af- like on the Rangers, which is really interesting too. So it's really just this kind of like scramble, I feel like, yeah. on both sides. And I really enjoy that aspect of it. But um, Void Knight is using them because he's trying to power up some machine that we don't really know what it's going to do yet. And then the Rangers are obviously trying to neutralize the threat. So that's really the overarching, like just really basic storyline of the season right hmm. you know and how we get people and stuff like we that we also anytime the rangers defeat one of the sporex beasts like they have the chance to become back more powerful like they go back into that like egg yeah. sort of like goo thing and so you have the different like henchmen that the the uh void knight has like will also kind of recollect them and then they potentially have a more powerful beast. So it's like the Rangers are doing their jobs, but it potentially could come around and bite them. I, I yeah, and I think that's interesting. It's too because it's it's also like if they become too powerful, that's how they grow, and that's why mm-hmm. they need the Megazord. And so it's this like balance of like, which is kind of interesting. It's all very volatile, which yeah. is I find kind of to be really fascinating so um so with that in mind how do we want to what do you want to do how do we want to do this so, i don't want to give like a i don't want to give like beat by beat every yeah, episode because I, I still want people to watch to it there's yeah. some like key things on those last like few episodes that i watched that i i would like to talk about but i do you i guess my question did the season go where you thought it would go with certain things that we because we we have previously talked like when the the season first like threw on to uh, Netflix, like we did talk about the first few episodes on the podcast, I do believe. Mm-hmm. Um, did it go where you thought it would go, specifically with like things like Void Knight or um, the connection with the Rangers or anything like that? It's it is it's interesting. It's uh, keeping it like I mean we'll say spoiler light, you know, like yeah. we're gonna just talk about it. And talk about it. So if you haven't seen it, we'll we'll spoil some stuff. But again, like we said, we're not going to get to like nitty gritty, really. Maybe, but um, no, actually, I was a little surprised because um, so there had been some like conjecture online that Amelia, because there's what's really crazy to me, which I should start by saying, like one of the highlights for me in this season is the storytelling is really very present. Yeah. It's made it really does feel like this season of the show is made by somebody who very much is very respectful of the franchise as a whole mm-hmm. and is really trying not to be like, OK, it's formulaic. It's formulaic in the best sort of way where it's like, you know, rangers that morph and fight monsters and that sort of stuff. But it's also trying to be like, OK, well, we know people know that. So we want to give them something worth watching. It's not yeah. it's it's also the first season uh, or series even where it's like 
I know a lot of times it feels like it's become a toy commercial, and this one was very much not. That's not what it felt like. Also, because there aren't really any toys to go along with the show. They're just, harder to find than you would think. Yeah, just the basic figures and like a, a morpher. And I I saw the sword once. Well, and... so it's not even all the the rangers. The basic rangers are available unless you get that box set. Oh, that's I, a good point too. Because green to and black aren't available. Yeah. On, on for, yeah, so I'm like, and um, it's a shame because I'm so into the show that I'm really like, this is the time where I'd be like, let me have everything. Well, that's, that's why I, I I bought that because I was like, I love the designs for the green and the black suits, and I I want all of these. I do think it's a combination of things. I do think it's like COVID hitting, but then also it's Hasbro inheriting mm-hmm. this brand and not, and you know, it's different because before when it was. It was Bandai America working with Bandai Japan. You're still, it's a Bandai facility to a Bandai facility. So it's like, it's all, it's kind of streamlined and like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like the molds kind of existed more or Mm -hmm. less, but it wouldn't be like, so it's like, I feel like they're making everything from scratch and it's interesting how they've come up with it, you know, and um, I've seen the reviews of like the Megazord and people have said like the detail on the, this current Megazord is one of the first times ever where they're like, it's more detailed than the Japanese counterpart, you know, whether it's better quality or not, I don't know. Um, cause I don't, I don't have it, but I have considered getting it because I very much enjoy this season, but, um, I don't know. It felt like things that happened in the season for me were like earned and it did feel like there was connective tissue from episode to episode for the most part. I mean, not every single episode, but it was very much like there'd be little things that it was actually like, I think there's going to be these little one-liners that are going to pay off later. Like one is in um, in one of the episodes. It I don't know if it's McScary Manor. Um, yes, it is McScary Manor. And that, and that was the one where uh, Amelia's Pop-Pop is uh the grandfather is like cleaning the old mansion and Mm. he meets the pink ranger in that episode and uh she says something to him and and he's like oh i you know take care of amelia because her you know her parents are gone or whatever and you're like her parents are gone and she's got this fascination with the supernatural or the paranormal and then you know what's void's night void night story and void night has a very mr freeze storyline because you took my Oh, is that what you were going to say? I'm, oh, yeah, sorry. my whole like. I, Do you want me to? You no, want me to reveal no, that fine. for me? Okay. Sorry. I, well, no. it feels like it's straight out of Batman and Robin. Oh, absolutely. And like they probably that, were like, oh, you know what sets we have that we haven't used for forever? We have these containers yeah. full of water. And yeah. We, actually... we got that bubble effect. All right, let's do it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I it, it's it's interesting because I feel like we learn that Void Knight has this person mm-hmm. in a tube. Um, that is that he. I, I I would assume that he's using the sporex to try and bring her back to life or something. I don't know that she's dead or but she's, she's like, like in some sort of stasis yes, thing yeah. as well. So and that was the thing where I was like, if we learn about that fairly early on. Yeah, it's especially knowing that there is a second it, season. It was of this, before right? the midpoint of the so first season. We know that the reasoning that Void Knight has to do the things that he is doing seem more noble than. Like they're selfish. It, it gives him depth. Yeah, it gives him it gives him reason more than just being like I'm trying to take over the planet because I don't think he's actually interested in that. No. I think he literally just wants the Sporex piece, and it's and that's I think that's interesting because how often do we get a villain that isn't trying to like conquer? Yeah, and like, I, I, yeah. it is it is very much like he has a singular focus and he is not caring about the ramifications of the other stuff. And I think you get that more in the last few episodes where he is like he'll he'll come in and be like, "What are you idiots doing?" I don't care. I'm 
leave me alone. I'm going to go over here in this room. I'm going to go to my secret hideout. But then, like, certain henchmen, like, just are one-upping each other and, like, getting rid of each other while this stuff is happening. But, I don't know. I, I really like Void Knight. I like Void Knight's design. I... I, okay, so I have to ask you this because there's a throwaway line in the first episode where like Zato is like, "Where did you get that armor?" And it's like mm-hmm. he recognizes the armor, right? I would yeah. think, but he doesn't. He doesn't have any idea who it, Void Knight is. So you're like, I want to know if that's ever that doesn't play into the first season at all. No, and when or her coming out of stasis or us knowing who he, I thought. So I, if I would have put money on it, I thought we would have learned more of his backstory than we actually did. Like, what was his connection to the other team? Right, like, did he have one? Yeah, I don't know. That's right. Yeah, that's it's. It's kind of like where did he get the arm? And maybe that will not be explained. But it is one of those things where I am. I I'm I'm kind of surprised that we didn't get more of that. But at the same time, it's also like I don't want to be like, oh well, ultimately, you know, we didn't get a lot because there was still a lot of story that we did get, yeah. which is kind of crazy. Well, and we see him without his helmet a lot, and I was not, I guess I didn't anticipate him being, like, I didn't old. expect his he's voice older. to be the same either. Yeah. Like, the suit actor is the voice of the character. I was like, oh. But he's, he is, like, an older guy, which makes sense. Like, he has this connection to this, this woman in the stasis thing, and so I was like, okay, so he's been at this for a while, which, like, your characters, like, Zato and Ion are very young, but they are supposed to have been like these noble knights who were doing this stuff for years prior to like the final battle is what they call it. But I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I thought that episode was good. Like the, the, um, what is the episode void trap? Mm, Yes. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I ultimately was like, Oh, it's kind of surprising because, I feel like the Rangers were just like, destroy it. Mm-hmm. Very like, just destroy, you know, just like stop him from doing what he's doing. And it was like, oh no, like they're going to kill that lady. And they don't, but they don't know That's she's I... in there, right? Mm-hmm. Or do you think they knew? Like, yeah. I, I didn't, I don't think it was clear, but I don't think they knew there was a person. My in notes there. are, did the Rangers just kill that lady at the very yeah. bottom of yeah. the stage? And then we, see, we do see that because they did. Because they do it very like, quickly and without care like there's just something to it where i'm just like oh okay i find what's really interesting about this show is how it's they are really like building like they're tying it into the comic Mm. storyline trying to make all of this like flesh out into one thing because you know we talked about it on the show before they show up with the morphin masters which is really interesting and then i didn't i don't know that i expected them to like keep coming back no they pop up frequently i don't like the look of them I don't love it either, but I, I think it is like, I think it was like designed specifically for them. Like, I, they, they creep me out. They're weird. They're just, I don't know. They're just bodiless, like, centurions or something like that. So it's just a weird, I don't know. It's fine. I don't, I don't hate it. I don't love it. But I'm also like, I don't well, know that not, I'm supposed to love it's it. It's not like with those characters in like the comics, like, I would want a toy of that. Like, I think well, the ones the in the cool. comics are like always shifting. Yeah, so like you could get like they do not versions. have the budget to keep oh, having people not. in no, 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 in no, no, costumes no. repeatedly like that. But that's what that's what's uh, that's what's also really interesting is this is it. This is it for broadcast television. Yeah, twenty eight years, and here we are, and now it's going to shift to Netflix, and that's where the new universe of Power Rangers is going, is what they've said. So I'm assuming season two. I don't know if it will be on Nickelodeon or not, but it is going to be on Netflix, and then. 
um, the is, new universe of shows will be on Netflix. So I'm assuming I'm assuming season thirty is going to be the rebooted season. But do you think that'll be on TV? No, I think that's going to be on Netflix because I also think that they are. I honest, I honestly think they're going to attempt to make it turn it, start shifting it into an older demographic. I think that's the goal. I know they've said that they want to do keep a kids show, but I know they also want to test a adult like a older audience well, show. I don't want to say adult, but I want to say like teenager show. They did some of that stuff. I know like you don't like when we talk about but like Common Rider did the same thing. Like that is generally a kids show. I know. But when Amazon in Japan like released their own season, it was Common Rider Amazons and it was a very adult like hyper gory violent thing and I I'm just like that doesn't seem like it would work well with Power Rangers. You got to talk directly into that I mean, microphone. It's like right here. You got to put your like, lips into the center. That's but. the hard part about recording in person now. Um, no, I, I, I mean, I, I would be interested to see something that... What I loved is I felt like they set us up to be like, don't expect too much from other seasons to be a part of this because of COVID restrictions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they, they're like, we couldn't really get like guest stars and things like that unless they lived here. And... And and he's and I was like, okay, that's fine, because I, I don't mind a season being its own thing. But there was so much more like it it built on the other seasons in such unexpected ways. Yeah. Like I like when Mick shows back up, even though I don't like Ninja Steel, but I love uh Kelson um Henderson. Mm. That's his name, right? Henderson? I could have that wrong. But um I'm gonna I'm Consult gonna the database. Yeah, I'm gonna uh Google this really quickly here. But um I like when he shows back up because also the Morphin Masters show back up. Yes, it was Kelson Henderson. Sorry. Uh, the monster in that episode like that we're introduced with is also one of the grossest monsters I've ever seen in a Power Rangers thing. The dog thing where With his face is, is like coming, out of, coming out of it. Yeah. I do love that suit design a lot. It's it's so strange. Uh, when we got the, the other connection to the Wolf other seasons. Gang, that's the name of that monster. When uh, Can we just say like who shows up? In what? later part of the season oh yeah yeah i do want to talk about that yeah okay so legit if you are like really like turn away if you're like okay i'm gonna watch it pause and come back to this because we got to talk about something that's a pretty major that really got ruined for me on the internet which is awful because like i'm i don't mean to be a jerk like i i love to support other social media power ranger things and i get that they have to uh report on this sort of stuff but it's like um can you like put the spoiler hashtag can you guys come up with a universal hashtag to use it's just like pr spoilers or something like that so we can mute it because it all the episodes aired earlier in france than they did in america and basically everyone ruined the big surprise which is the big bad of the universe coming back lord zed right and so i can't the thing that's crazy about this episode is it just legit happens out of nowhere Mm -hmm. and that's why i was like it honest to god I wonder what it would have been like to have watched this without knowing at all. Like if you were just like blind to the other yeah. stuff and it just happened. It, like, and you know, if it had the show had all gone on Netflix and we could have watched it on equal footing mm-hmm. or something like that, or because it really is like a big dramatic reveal. Yeah, and it's interesting because um, Zed is brought back by uh, Sporex Beast, or I don't even know if the guy is a Sporex Beast actually. Mm-hmm. It's it's um it's. It says Void Knight joins forces with a necromancer named uh, Regal, and uh, he has revived Lord Zed and enslaved him. It's a very good name for a necromancer, by the way. Regal. Regal. Because he's both Regal, uh, Regal, and has Regaled. 
It's a devil. Well, and he regools. Anyway. Um, but he has brought, and people being, I saw online that people were like, I'm confused. Why is Lord Zed in here? Because of whatever. What I loved about this episode is like, it had Ollie at the computer with Solon and he's watching. What's also kind of crazy about this is he's watching like that Ranger database that they have. And it's like, they literally kept all the dialogue and lines from the show the but same, but the voiceovers are different recordings. And I was like, there's got to be something contractually where they can't do that from like older seasons or something. Um, or I don't know what, but it was crazy because I thought, oh, well, well, they'll cut out the part where it goes, want to dance? And they kept that in there. And yeah, I was like, was... and I was like, okay, it's cool. So they literally were like, yeah, remember the time that Lord Zed became a human and that was it. And we never saw him again. And, and his like, first oh, reaction was, I want to dance. want to dance. Um, that's one of my favorite parts. Though. I love that. But um, I I legit am like, the guy even says, I brought back a Lord Zed. This is like a clone of Zed. It's mm-hmm. like a clone of Zed when he was at his most evil. Or so. it could have been like like Zed out of a different part of the timeline or something like that. Because there is, there is something weird that they say in that episode. Like Zed specifically says something about like when he's like, I'll be back or whatever. Well, he doesn't have a staff. Yeah. Which is really interesting that they've done that because the staff is in the Beast Morphers episode mm. with um, when the when we learn about the compliance collar from the um, which they also say oh the compliance collar we saw it from that it was the like um, it was the like British monster that was just like or not British maybe it was Australian but it was just like oh, I'm Rygog and I'm gonna not Rygog but no it's not Rygog he. Uh, he has the compliance collar on all them, and he brings back, like, he doesn't bring back. That's what they use on the, the mentor Goldar character. Yeah. yeah, they use it on uh, on the um, um, the dino, or dino charge ranger mentor um, keeper. and uh, That was the, the face thing I was talking about where I was like, it doesn't move. The blinking? Yeah. His eyes are always digital. But his mouthy eyes are like. His mouth is just like. Um. But the um, I, I in that if you've watched all of Beast Morphers, there is an episode where they're literally like holding the staff, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Don't you know what that is?" You know, and like I think it's cool that they really kept true to that, where they're like, "Okay, Zed," because ultimately this episode where where Zed shows up, which is old foes, this is episode fourteen of the season. Um, he basically he ends up getting loose and going crazy. Also, they rebuilt this costume, the Zed costume, yes. and it looks top-notch like better yeah probably. i i want to say better because i was literally looking at them side by side i'm like it's not like i don't like the other lord zed costume it's i will say this one it seems like the musculature is both toned down and amped up at the same time maybe it's more accurate i don't because the other one was very much like chiseled cut like lean and this one is like it's like when in teenage mutant ninja turtles 2 when super shredder it's oh, super yeah. shredder versus regular it's just, shredder it's kevin yeah. nash in the in the zed costume that's what it is uh yeah so it's it's one of those where i'm just like i think the costume looks phenomenal and that's why i'm like this can't be in this one episode there's, there's no, no way, way they, they built this that. one costume especially because like if you think back to the beast morpher stuff when they brought in goldar like it's a totally different design for goldar and it's like this seems like it was just a repurposed thing and they just referred to it as goldar well, in I believe in in the uh, Japanese episode, it actually is supposed to be like that same character. It's supposed to be Goldar. It's supposed to be Goldar, and the the problem is that Dino um, Dino Charge used what would have been the Zeltrax costume and turned it into Snide, and so that's why they had to be like, oh, it's revived because that's 
Snide's costume is a redesigned Zeltrax from Dino Char- uh, Dino Thunder. And so, like, that's supposed to be a new Zeltrax. There's, it's like, it's called like Neo Zeltrax and Neo Goldar. And then the third, there's a third monster. And that third monster is like a new version of this. So they're supposed to be like the three, their three monsters are all like these new versions of the monster, but they're supposed to be the same monster. And I was like, okay, well, that doesn't make any sense to me at all. No. And then this show was just like, yeah, it's Goldar. well, in this show, like in this season specifically, there's like eh, Zed, just regular Zed. Yeah, thank God. But I, I, I love that they carried through like the staff missing and the and the stuff like that. So, um, I mean, he gets loose and basically the Rangers try to like attack whatever. He's like, you know, they're in trouble, which I thought was cool. And he basically was like, I don't have my staff, and so he's not at full power. Well, but then he just disappears. They, they essentially set him free because they're just like, well. Zed doesn't necessarily want to be controlled, so they... Yeah, I thought that was a really cool kind of what, like, how they were like, what do we do? And they're like, you got to unleash him. And, like, they cut him out to destroy the other monster. And you think, and like, it'll like, probably be like, well, he'll hate them so much that he'll just help the rangers and be like, whatever. But no, he starts fighting them, too. Choking on the water. He's, he's dying. <laughs> I took a too deep of a sip, and it went down the wrong pipe. Um... No, I yeah, and I am. I, I actually thought maybe he was going to come back. I think he'll. Okay, so here's either my here's. I have several thoughts about it. One, it was I was a little nervous because obviously we know that Robert Axelrod, rest in peace, mm-hmm. has passed, and that he does a phenomenal Zed voice. But you know, it so like having somebody else do the voice felt a little weird. I felt whoever is doing the voice actually did do a pretty good job. Yeah. I enjoyed the voice. It didn't feel too off. It felt close enough that i was like okay i'll accept it you know um and then do you think this is going to come back as part of season two or do you think this is going to be the lead-in to the reboot and that zed will be the main bad character that's going to carry us through into a new version of the show it could go either way because it's it's interesting that they chose this iconic character but from so far back i mean i i guess i mean i don't know how iconic the later stuff really becomes i'm not saying there aren't phenomenal designs but you know r- people recognize rita zed specifically iconic well how much do you think the like zed coming back has to do with them doing the helmet also like and then when is and that then helmet? there's a the storyline in the comic books right now is around zed too yeah. so there's there's the plan there's got to be a plan right i would hope so i i feel like it it's it would. It's too major of a toss away. It doesn't feel like they were just like somebody was just like, "Hey, you know, what we should just have in this episode Zed." People love Zed. The, just like bring Zed, because I was. It, otherwise, I think it would have just been any old monster from the season already, mm-hmm. or it could have been like somebody from like Beast Morphers or something like that. Yeah. You know. So that's. I, I. I'm. I am looking forward to see what happens. Uh, yeah. I love that they left. I. I think the touch of the staff, I'll say it again. I really enjoyed that they kept that in there, that it was like it was missing. That's what I love about this season is it's very much like, yeah, we know you saw that. So we're not going to pretend. It's almost like it's not force feeding it to you. Well, it's also not treating the viewer like they're stupid yeah. kids. Like it, they're cognizant enough to be able to understand or comprehend like things like that, like subtle things that happen. But also it does hearken to this sort of way that we get media now where it is very like quick and Mm -hmm. in a row like we both watched multiple episodes in a row whereas like previously we would have to wait you know weeks at a time before we get another episode so 
this is very much a season for that Netflix generation. It's interesting because when we were kids, Power Rangers was on five days a week with like four new episodes. But they didn't treat like every episode would just be like a new random thing. Well, it harkens back a little bit to like how Power Rangers in space told the story, I feel like. Mm. Like it very much was like, okay, we have the overarching story where like Andros is on the lookout for his sister and we know that you know the sister is missing, and we do keep reminding you because he looks at the locket from right. time to time. But it was very much like we expect you to remember. Once she, like, they get her and she's brainwashed in the back, like, they keep bringing that stuff up. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, that's what this reminds me of. I feel like that season was like, we know the viewer's not stupid. Even they're children, but they're not idiots, you know? And, and they're not all children. Some of those kids have grown up a little bit. And that's what I think is nice because it also makes it very easy for the parents to watch with the kids or people mm. like us who are the older fans who are like, well, I still want to watch it. You know, it it's not, there's not as many fart jokes. It's not right. Ninja Steel, which is literally just a fart. Which I'm sorry for episode. you for, for being upset about that. but It's just so stupid. I just, I don't think I'll ever be able to watch that whole season. I don't know. I don't know. It's just not for me. But this is the first time, honestly, in 10 years since it's been on Nickelodeon that I am legit like you know what it actually landed the plane really well I like mm-hmm. even Beast Morphers I really enjoyed but I you know I know that it it's a little slow and a little inconsistent and I feel like the the comedy is still sticks out a little bit in that even though I like the people in that one yeah. who are the comic sidekicks but it still feels very forced a lot of times and this one it was so organic mm-hmm. it was very much like the J-Bot with um her boss I can't remember yeah. her boss's name is it Jane and J-Bot yeah and and I just I think they're legitimately like there are times I'm like, this is actually funny. Like, yeah. this is an actual funny thing that well, happened. even like Amelia, I think, is very funny. I think they're honest. Honestly, I think all of them are actually pretty solid. Like they're I'm I'm actually I I feel like um, Izzy and Javi are like legit. Not that they're not all good actors, but there is something that is just so it feels so easy like they are they make it their characters don't feel none of nothing that comes out of their mouth ever feels stilted or anything like that like very genuine yeah it's 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 very organic very just which yeah that i think like you you had mentioned that before i had gotten through a lot of the season so when there's like the episode where javi's trying to set up uh izzy yeah matchmaker and that was one of those ones where i noticed that him specifically i was like He's good. He's he's just genuinely trying to do this very like nice thing, or so he thinks, but he just is not cognizant of things that are actually existing. So that was when I was like, okay, yeah, I I definitely get what you're saying. I we all still have to talk about that episode, obviously, because that gave us our first LGBTQ ranger mm-hmm. in the television show history. We had Trini. They made Trini in the movie. Um but it it's like this is a big deal, a very big deal. And what I like too is it's not a throwaway. It no. it comes back. Like so we find out in the end of that episode that Izzy is dating Fern and they walk off like holding hands and walk off holding hands. I have I feel like I didn't say that very clearly. So I <laughs> you're just pro- like emphasizing your point. You're just like and they walked off, off into the sunset. Yes. Yeah. And then they walked off holding hands can you believe it huh? um she kisses her mm-hmm. like and that that part kind of i mean i know it's just like it was an on a cheek kiss but i was yeah. like what like i i was kind of surprised by that also i kind of like that like she's in high school and none of them are mm. so it's like she's a little bit younger and they're all like Have i think they're jobs. like 18 to 21 is what they yeah. are um but well, Zato's much older yeah well you know 18 to like 
three million. But mm-hmm. the um, I I thought that uh, I thought they handled that really well because it's not just her. There's another episode after we find Ion uh, that we meet Ion where there's a, like a crowd looking at a billboard or a picture or something, and they're talking about like oh a gold ranger, and they're like, and there's a guy in the audience who's like, you can hear the voice who's like, oh I bet he's cute. And I was like, what? And I was just like, I, I don't know. That was really cool because I know what's in, it was very important. They said going into the season that that representation was really present in this, too. Mm-hmm. And obviously we have um, for like the first time ever, we have our first ever like black male is the is the sixth ranger. And, and we have two, uh, um, you know, the it's just like it, it's it's two black men on this team, which I think is great. And, you know, we have our LGBTQ ranger. And it's it's just like, I don't know. It's. But it also doesn't – none of it feels forced. Honestly, right. if no one had said anything about, like, it – I mean, it. I we all know it's a big deal. But it was very much like I would, I would not – this is – I would never be like, oh, you know, oh, this person's Asian. This person's whatever. And I'm like, it feels – again, I keep using the word organic. It just was one of those things where I was like – Well, it's not they do it so well. or anything. It's yeah. just like this is just the way it is. Yeah, and I really like that, you know, and I'm, I'm I, I feel like – I was talking with my friend the other day where I was saying, like, I feel very fortunate to have had Power Rangers in my life as I grew up because for me, it was one of the few shows, like, when I looked at the TV, I was like, that's what it looks like outside. Like, these Mm -hmm. are the people I see around everywhere. And so whenever you, like, tune in a show and it's just like, I don't know what it was. My mom was watching a show and I was like, I can't watch this. I was like, there's too many white people on it. Like, it was, and I was like, it's unrealistic in a sense where I was like, it just is all one type one note characters that all look the same and i was like that's not reflective of where like the world we live in and i don't i don't was like i don't like that i don't also, know if that's where you live like maybe move yeah i always like i don't you know so um i mean obviously i'm not somebody to, an expert on this and and whatnot but i just i mean i like the representation and the diversity that is at hand which i feel like power rangers has always been a flagship of and i feel like yes it has been Far too long. This LGBTQ ranger, like, I was much more emotional to it than I thought I would be. But it is, it has been, it's way overdue mm-hmm. for a show that has always kind of pushed that that boundary. In terms do of you that. do you think? I would hope not, but like, do you think that has anything to do with like how, like, with it being like Netflix, that portion on Netflix no. first? Like, no, would... I because I mean the way the the way they filmed the show and the speed at which they filmed this, it was already, it was already like in the can before any of that stuff. Like I before that deal was made, I'm sure because otherwise I don't think it would have. Like by the time the first episode aired, I feel like they were already done with the entire first season, mm-hmm. so they would have. I don't think a deal would have been put in place with that just yet. But I also think. It could be one of those things like when Power Rangers in Space came around, the whole reason why Power Rangers in Space is the way it is and why RPM is the way it is is because it was basically like they knew the show was ending and they're like, well, we might as well throw it all Do in. Everything. Yeah, just throw it, you know, and stuff. But, or it could legitimately be like it is very genuinely important to the showrunner mm-hmm. to have that in there. Honestly, I think it could be just the changing of the hands where Hasbro could just be like, yeah, that's okay. And before it might have been like, oh, no, we don't want, you know, it could have been the Saban or the like being like oh no that's not really necessary blah 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 because i mean one of the biggest things ever is the the run on the beach between jen and west that ends in the hug and you're like why don't you kiss each other (laughs) 
I mean, it's okay. Still, I love the scene, but it is always the weird thing because you're like, Tommy and Kimberly kissed in that one episode of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah. Like season one, and then no one kissed on this yeah, show. There's also like ever that Zeo or Turbo episode where like Tommy and Kat are old, so and they have kids. So you're yeah, like, and you're like, we're acknowledging that that's their that procreation happened, right? And yeah. like, we're not idiots. We know that babies come from. Well, it's even it's their grandchildren or something, right? Yeah, it's the grandkid, whatever, which is canon because of the because of the uh, comic book, but. Um, what else you got, Ken? I uh, the ancient history episode I really liked, uh, specifically because like that's when we finally get an actual like interaction with Ion, and he's is that the um is that the one where we learn about like Rafcon where a little the bit more? Sporex comes from. Oh yeah, that right? that yeah. I for, oh my god, I completely <laughs> forgot about that. So that was actually a really big surprise. That was a, yeah, that was a great episode because Ion comes in and he's a six ranger, and the ranger's like, "Wow, he's great." And and he's like, "Yeah, I'd love to join your team, but my only kind of like gimme is I want to be the leader." My one complaint about the only complaint I have about when he shows up is they're very much like he's just in regular clothes all of a sudden, and mm-hmm. I'm like, "Where did you get those clothes? Oh, those yeah. are modern clothes." I don't know. Maybe he saw Salon before, uh, before that. But then you're like, or Salon, Salon. Maybe he went to the Salon. The he, but I'm like, but he sees her and then hugs her, like hello. And I'm like, where did this suit come from? You're dressed wonderfully, but like mm-hmm. those are modern clothes. Like, yeah. But anyway, nitpicking. But he, uh, so like they were like, well, Zeta's our, our leader, and then Ion's just like, oh, so you didn't tell them. And like this leads into that weird thing where apparently Zato is kind of tangentially responsible for the Sporex existing in general. Yeah. And just being out. And so I thought that was really neat because you you get this kind of like conflict between the team, which we've seen kind of that stuff before with like the Six Ranger and then the leader of the team in general. Uh but I think this one is a little bit more organic. Organic, I was just going to say this is the name of the episode, the organic episode. It's the organic episode. Uh, It's a little bit more organic because these two individuals have a history together and they were very much like bonded with one another. Um, And then there is what one views as a slight towards the others and, and finds that they're responsible or blames them for the kind of like issues that they have. Um, because this is like galaxy affecting, right? The Sporks getting out because I mean, he essentially annihilated his people. Yeah, you know. Well, we don't know. Well, that yet. he we didn't. Don't. But the the leaders are like, well, we're going to release this, and Ion's like, you cannot. There's no testing for this. Like, yeah, we- it, it's interesting because it's. I I think it's an impossible choice. Mm-hmm. It's a Kobayashi Maru. But it is it is one of those. I think that's a really because, you know, it flips, too, because Ion's like, well, I was obviously right, which he was. And so he thinks he should be the leader. And then ultimately he's put into a situation where he can't really make the decision to be the leader. Right. And Zato steps in and you're like, Every, nobody's perfect. It's mm-hmm. like sometimes you just make the best decision you can with the information you have. And sometimes it's the wrong decision. And that's where it's like what they refer to as like the final battle. Like when we see the scenes of the like last battle that they had with the other rangers and stuff like that stuff is really cool like the like they do that move with the zord where it is like just this giant beam cannon and it decimates a bunch of the planet while they're trying to take out their oh yeah that was kind of surprising and then they end up losing anyway yeah i'm like what so i i thought that was really the the battle armor that like the golden red battle armor that the red and gold rangers get um in that episode is really neat uh 
I think they they throw away some other Zed line in that episode. You know also. what I like the, too about the armor stuff is it's never like a big deal. Mm-hmm. They just like have a new one and they're like, "This is yeah. like we've got it. We've got the keys. I know what we can do with the keys. Oh, I saw this key. Let's use this key." It, it's like it's kind of refreshing because I feel like Dino Charge it ultimately just became so much about looking for a new Dino Charger and mm-hmm. like discovering and like. Even in Dino Thunder, it was like they were looking for the like eggs or whatever that were hidden around. Well, it was like in the beginning, and I was like, "This is too much." Like a big deal when they make a point about the key that they have. Like yeah. They in another one of the episodes, like they they find the two like the the, the black shadow and white ones. the shadow and light. Yeah. And those ones are are like they can open portals or like black holes or something. I thought that was I thought they looked cool. Yeah. And I thought it was cool how they like snapped together. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, those are fun." Um. The Waking Nightmares episode was really cool. I thought I really enjoyed this one because I thought it was fun how they like they made the portal and do they go to Rafcon? No, they go somewhere else to it's, another planet or something. Yeah, like it's that, another right? planet. Like they get taken, or well, Zato gets taken essentially, and it looks like he gets taken by the other like his original team of Rangers. Um, so Ion goes there to to go with him to like save him. But it's those two fighting the remaining rangers that died, essentially. So you're like, oh, did and they, they just, just keep saying the last thing they said before they, before they, before the Megazord blew yeah, up. Yeah, and Ion has been having nightmares related to that stuff, and like, so it's it's not Rafcon. It's a planet called Nibrio. Yes. Yeah. Um, that planet looked really cool. It did. It looks so drastically different from everything we've seen in the season, like where they're fighting. Yeah. Because a lot of the stuff in the season is very green. Uh, like they're fighting in the woods a lot or they're fighting in a city. They are in the woods a lot, you're right. This is like almost orange and yellow like rock area, but it does look like they just used the place where they fought um, the... It's for the. It, I think it's from the Beast Morphers. Yeah, the Beast like, Morphers crossover that. is yeah. what I have. I was like, this looks exactly like where they had the crossover. Yeah, and that... You know, but we, Power Rangers loves a good... Um, a good quarry. Yeah, a quarry. I was going to call it a gully. That was the wrong word, but yeah, quarry. But it's just the colors where I was like, this is this is like contrasting to everything else we've seen. Um, I don't think I like the Zords like in in general, like they're too busy. I think like I don't necessarily need the toys of them because everything looks super busy of what the their arm. Sorry, I was I was reading because I can't remember the thing about touching the statue. What? It says that they realized that they could touch the realizing it could that it could charge the cosmic dino key immediately uh, oh. put his hand on the Mosasaurus statue to tap into the grid. Yeah, and, I was like, and it goes something through happen? Him. Yeah, no, it just goes through him, and they're just like, "Are you okay?" And he goes, "I'll be fine," and it doesn't come back again. Oh, okay. Um, no, yeah, it comes back because Void Knight sees what he does, and then tries to use the statues to make his thing, and that's oh. why they have to destroy the statues. Um. But no, just in general, like I think the the Zords are just like too busy, like they're over designed, and I think that might be where like that toyetic sort of thing comes into it to the point where like other seasons are very much like, well, what's the product we're gonna sell? Like I think the Zords are like the thing that they went more into. They're fine. I just I I think they're they're too overly designed. I mean that's a that's that's a Japan thing though. Yeah, I in, like that's fine. I'm just saying. Um, and then that gets into like the Void Knight episode with like him trying to revive his wife. It's Mister Freeze. Santora, is that her name? San Santora. I, it's I'm reading the Ranger Wiki. The 
comatose Centora about the morphing grid, saying its energy is all they needed and they can forget about the Sporex because he decides he's going to tap into the morphing grid yeah. instead. Um, and that's the thing. He just puts the helmet on and off. I'm always like, you morphing? No. You got a sword there, no, though. He's, he, he saw the episodes of uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers like season two and three where they yeah, were just, they just like, taking the helmet, the helmet off. off constantly. Um, but that's... A lot of these episodes come down to um, the Blue Ranger essentially being the one who is around and having to take care of things because the Lord's Zed episode is a very much yeah. the same way. It's his mom, too. It's him yeah. and the mom. So um, that's how this one, like all the Rangers get captured and they're essentially Void Knights using them to power up the machine. And then the Blue Ranger has to like use one of the keys and like zip in like really fast. And he essentially just destroys all the statues. Which this leads into potentially one of my favorite fight scenes in the entire season, where they're all demorphed. Yeah, but using the swords, right? Yeah, yeah. But, and people, I I saw online that people were like, "I don't understand how are they using the swords?" And I was like, "The swords are always on the wall in the base." Yeah, I'm like, they literally use the sword before they even become Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Like he picks it up and uses it, and I'm like. I don't think it's necessarily tied in the way it is to like other. St- I also, it's one of those things where some people get so technical about stuff that I'm like, when the R- Zeo Rangers used to morph, they'd twist their arm and the mor- morpher like goes on the arm. I'm like, the Rangers can access the pocket of the morphing grid whatever or whatever. Dimension yeah, that, that it is. comes through them or whatever. But either way, I'm like, we've seen them not morphed so mm-hmm. i assume they're just getting teleported to them when they morph or yeah. whatever because i'm like i don't that's what they did in beast morphers mm-hmm. so i was like i assume that's kind of what they're doing here so i'm like also i'm like that nitty-gritty stuff that stuff doesn't bother me that much no. i'm like i don't but care that that one fight scene i was just like this is incredible like it it is way more intense like the the actual fight scene is is very well choreographed i liked it um and generally, it looks like all of the actors are doing their stuff. So, yeah, I, I, I was gonna say I was really impressed with it being like it legit. It, it when it's stunt doubles, it's not mm-hmm. noticeable. I, if there are even stunt doubles, I don't know. Um, and then we get to did the Rangers kill that lady? Did the Rangers kill that lady? Definitely. They straight up are like, boom! Throw that knife right at the thing; it'll explode. The mom did it. Oh no! Wait. She threw the knife at the container, Which right? Which also, she's an amazing shot. And yeah. the, those not those swords are not heavy, apparently. Um, but it looks like everything blows up and like to the point where there's a crater. Yeah, and I was like, she did. <laughs> so was Void Knight. Um Yeah, it's it's I don't I don't know. I, I I thought that whole the setting, I loved that it was in the woods. I honestly love how much of the season is like original footage. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like they found it and they were like, This is our story, this is what we're gonna go with it, and this is how we're telling you know, like yeah. we're just filming it our own way. So it really feels like it's I don't know, it feels like they have a really fleshed out idea too of what they're doing. Because why else would they keep bringing these morphine masters back into it to be like, oh, that's whatever. Because again, they destroy their their statues, realizing that's really the link to the morphine grid. And then um, the morphine master comes back and is like, not so quick. We're going to give you your powers back. Yeah, you're not there done. there is some trouble. And I'm wondering how that's going to all play into it. Because well, I don't think they're talking about Void Knight. I think they are like, you're, you're going to have to do else. something else. Yeah. Which And they try to ask questions, and then the Morphin Message is like, got to go, bye. Uh, yeah, I, I was just going to say, that's literally a sentence. Zato attempts to ask her about Rafcon and his people, but the green Morphin Master did not answer as she disappeared. 
Like, okay. That's the other thing, too. It's a green Morphin Master. It's not like the blue, the yellow, or the red that we've seen in the comics. What do you mean? The Morphin Master? Like, the one specifically that they're dealing with towards the end here is, like, the green one, which we, and in the lady. comics, is it's like, they deal with, like, the blue, the red, or Oh, the yeah, yellow. yeah. I wonder if that's on purpose or they're just picked i don't know like just pop the green one out like i wonder how that'll play into it the kids love the green one Uh, but i overall i was like uh it was one of those things where like the episode ended and i was like i know there's another episode that's a christmas episode but i don't count that but like i was just like oh my god why why are we now gonna have to wait until like next february or march Mm -hmm. for this because i was like we know it's like pretty much done and i'm like i it was literally one of those moments where i was like it wasn't like okay i finished it Moving on, it was like I want more. Yeah, in well, I find that there are very few filler episodes that ultimately meant nothing. Like there are mm-hmm. a couple just like kind of fun, goofy, weird episodes here and there, but ultimately they all did have an impact either on the character or the storyline. So it wasn't just like here they are learning a lesson. It was just kind of like oh, here's this ridiculous thing they can. I think about like maybe the camping one was a little like well, it's either oh, that or it like serves like a, a purpose for like just strengthening a character or like developing that character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I felt like there was a lot of like filler and beast morphers. There's a lot of filler in most of the other seasons cause they're so long, but yeah, I felt, I felt like beast morphers started to tiptoe into that area where they started to sprinkle some things as they went. But when they sprinkled it, it was a little more, it was very. It was heavy-handed when they mm-hmm. did it. It would be like, "Here's that vault with all those Power Ranger things that nothing really makes sense being in here." Mm-hmm. It's in here, you know. And they ultimately do, do explain it later. But it was very like, "We're going to get to this stuff. We just want to make sure you know." Whereas this, it's like it keeps coming up. You know, it just it gets there, and you're like, "What?" And the, and so I don't I don't know. It feels like Beast Morpher. Beast Morphers. It feels like Dino Fury really from beginning to end was like, okay, we want to plot this out. Yeah. And we're gonna and by doing that, I feel like it all feels very organized. Very much like it didn't you know, the the Gold Ranger doesn't show up as early as he historically does in a lot of other seasons, which Talking I thought like was interesting. Like too. Twelve or something. Yeah, it was a lot later because lately it's been like by the fifth or sixth episode, the yeah. extra ranger comes in and so well, we didn't we didn't even get our fourth and fifth rangers until like three or yeah, four episodes was, in or something yeah no i think it was four or five episodes in because it was like it was four episode four um because it, it's called that episode is called new recruits so yeah that that's another which thing. is also yeah and um i don't know it's just something it it feels like Somebody is handling this very tenderly mm-hmm. and all with the right way, too, because I, it's like what you said, too. It's not just that scene in the finale that's great. Like, there have been some, like, really great, I feel like, choreographed scenes along the way that are legitimately like, oh, I like how they filmed this. Like, that there's actual effort even just into the camera choreography and yeah. cinematography and stuff like that. But so. then there's stuff where it's like the throwaway things where. Like, some of the humor comes from, like, the henchman characters. Like, there was, like, that weird dream sequence with, uh, what's a snot? Uh, mucus? Mucus. <laughs> um, where she has, like, the dance number in that Void That was Night. so weird, wasn't it? Yeah. Do you know that Dr. K choreographed that, I believe? What? <laughs> from RPM. Shut up. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. She was credited, I think, in the credits as doing it. Uh, and I'm like, why was Mucus having that? What episode was that now? I'm like trying it's, to look for it. I think like, that was the nightmare episode. 
And that was like their nightmare that Mucus was having a dance. Well, thing it was or she wasn't having a nightmare. She was like super into it. It's weird how they keep doing that because they also had the dance. The and the Void Knight says something super weird. It's like, no, you can't touch that because it'll make you the freshest person. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I like the great to be human from Beast Morphers, hmm. and also it's so ridiculous. And you're like, this has to be a dream sequence, and then it's not a dream yeah. sequence, and you're like, what? Uh, so I don't know. I'm. I thought it was just ridiculous enough. Um, I don't really have a. I don't really have lows. I legitimately enjoyed. I mean, like, I felt like it was a little. I felt like, like I love the Blue Ranger. Um, like Ollie, like I felt like in the beginning he was a little stiff, but it's definitely like you can see the growth and comfort level that he gets as he goes. So it's like, you know, his first episode versus his last episode. It's like such a big, such a big difference. And even Zato, I feel like, Mm. was very stoic and firm in the first episode. I feel like he. I was watching, um, I mean, I was watching a clip from Waking Nightmare earlier and I was like, oh man, it was, I was just thinking like, he's like, even his delivery and being with them and stuff has like grown. And I, yeah. I don't know if that ultimately well, is like, that's intentional for the character. If that just is them getting comfortable the later with each other. of the season, like he, the only times you see him act kind of stiff after that fact is when Ion comes in and Ion seems like very natural and. Oh, he yeah. doesn't seem like someone who's been in stasis for that long. Um, but that's when Zato kind of like gets more reserved. But then you find out it's like, well, because he knows that this other ranger could potentially blow up his spot and like tell the other rangers that he's been lying to them. So that's why he's kind of like more kind of like stiff. Um, but I, I don't really have lows. Um, I overall the aesthetics of the of everything I, I genuinely like. Um, aside from like a couple of the Zords, I just think are too busy, but the suit designs and the helmet designs, I think are incredible. Yeah, I do. I do ultimately like, just really like them all. I, I think the cast is great. I think they all have really good chemistry. Mm-hmm. I like how all the characters are working. Like I like, um, Solon, I, I you know, I, I like the Void Knight mystery. I like, I, I, I even, I really even like Jane and Jaborg. Like, I think they're used sparingly enough that when it happens that I'm still like, that's funny. Like, and even Pop-Pop, I liked him. I liked the dad, the, I, the, the green, the Izzy's dad and Dr. O'Connor, who is the Blue Rangers mom. I hope I they don't get rid of the Void Knight suit. I don't know. That's what I'm curious about. Because I don't think they are, but it because I don't know because the helmet was like laying down or something, well, wasn't it? Because like you think about um, seasons one and two of Beast I know Morphers they generally with, like, have a different bad guy in the second season. Well, they got rid of the what was it the Blaze thing, which I was like the Blaze costume is so good. Well, the thing is, I think there was even less footage of this like purple um, Dino Fury Ranger that they it, that I don't I don't know that they wouldn't just keep him in that suit at this point because mm. it's like apparently there was like however much footage existed of blaze and beast morphers there was even less of footage of this purple one who's now been in every single episode of the first season so i don't know that they will uh, but again i don't we'd tell by toy i'd say like well they want to sell more toys but i'm like but there are no toys so even his i've never seen his character i mean i know his character has been out but i'm like i don't it's I've never seen super shows. expensive on amazon it's like 30 dollars almost yeah so i i'm like i I would kind of be surprised if they did only because I feel like I'm assuming, and this is a big assumption because remember the time that we had a Power Rangers season that where they wore pirate suits and we never heard the word pirate in the entire yep. season. 
but I'm going to assume that they're going to explain why his armor, where his armor comes from at some point. Yeah. Or learn about it. Like, how did he get into it? Do you think that that is Amelia's father and the woman in the stasis is the mother? I do not think that it is. I think no. that's going to be a red herring. I th- but I think it's intentionally a red herring. Like, I think it's put there for us, like, to be like... Well, because, like, that's what we initially thought. But no, I, I don't think so. I don't think so either because I can't tell if the woman in the tube actually has things in her head or not. No, it looked like they were going into her head. I don't know, but maybe I'm just misremembering it. But I don't think he... I don't know that he's just a human person. Or maybe he worked at Area 62 or something. Maybe he knew their parents, but I don't think he's the... I don't think he's the parent. No. Also, if they are the parent, there's no redeeming them because you're just absolutely awful because you've seen what your daughter looks like out of the suit and you're like, ah, kill her. <laughs> like, yeah. Kill her. I got to get the mom back to We can always make another one of you, but we can't make another mom. Well, does he ever say kill them? He's like, he usually says things like, I don't care what you do. I have to go. Yeah. I don't know. He does want to get rid of them, I think. I mean, that's not ultimately his goal because yeah. his goal is literally only the wife. I don't think he cares about the Rangers. He just literally wants the spore. They're just a hindrance. Yeah. Which is, again, that is really fascinating to sit in and think about it. I enjoy this so much, I am probably going to rewatch it again before the second season starts. Probably. I, yeah. w- I would, too. And and I just, it, it it's that type of, like, I have that feeling inside right now where I'm just like, oh, it has me excited about Power Rangers, excited about the future, and, like, legitimately, I enjoyed watching it. And I'd be, I, I don't know. I, I was like, this is good. And if you have not watched the series in some time, I think this is the one to get back into to mm-hmm. be like, wow, this is like, this deserves more respect than it gets, I feel like, a lot of time. So my final question is, are you going to order that Amazon Prime or Amazon uh, exclusive set with all the figures? I don't think I am because I am, because go- now they've announced that there's going to be a Zato Lightning Collection figure. So... My guess, I'm I'm gonna wait till there's all five of them. I will get every one of those. Take like three years. Yeah. Well, I don't know. They've been a little bit better about consistently releasing the season instead of jumping around. But it'll. it'll I do believe. I do believe that we will not get all of them. It'll go red and then go gold, and then we'll never get the black and green ones. I know, and that's that's. Well, I want the blue one because I have the helmet upstairs. You won't get any of those ones. I know it's very hard because I don't. I feel like I'm gonna miss the classic figures, and then what if they never do make these figures? Because it's like I like the suits, and I, I don't know. My uh, my purchase regret was from Black Friday. The the Gold Ranger figure was on sale for 5.99 which and, from dino charge yeah dino fury oh oh the regular one was yeah oh. and i was like oh i'm gonna get it and it sold out before i could purchase it um, so i regret not being quicker i'm looking to see what dino fury toys are on amazon right now as we finish this up I'm just curious what's going to pop up first when I say this. Okay, so as of right now, the recording of this, the Power Rangers Dino Fury Five Pack Ranger team uh, is fifty two ninety nine. That's about what I. That's what I paid. I Which, think that's the MSRP. Honestly, for five of these figures is not bad because so they're like eleven ninety nine if you get them individually on Amazon. Yeah, I was just going to say list blue is green, yellow uh, or gold is eleven ninety nine, and then blue right now is on sale for nine eighty four, but regularly priced is ten ninety nine. So I'm like, but then the red one right here eleven ninety nine. Void Knight, 2448. Yep. Yeah, and then that's all there is, though. So you're like... There's, like, some monsters and stuff, but I don't know. You can get the Zords um, on Amazon, the five-pack. I think the five-pack is exclusive, but I was at a Target and saw all five of the... They had all five Zords. Mm. Um, But, you know, they're they're two, two, and one. 
So um, when they do it like that, I felt like they were at two for $20 each or something like that. They might have been more than that. But on Amazon, the five-pack is like $68.99 right now. Um, but the Champion Zord by itself is like $25.88. So I don't know. Maybe they were more than that. Maybe they were 30 So anyway, check it out. There's some stuff on there. Let us know what you thought of this. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Ken, for recording this in person. Hey, thanks for having me here. Yeah, you're welcome. And uh, we will be back hopefully sooner than later with another episode of Podcast Rangers. Bye.